welcome to Optimize Your Lifestyle with me, Steph Clarkson. It's a place for wellness, brain training, life hacks and insights with me and my fantastic guests. Come on in. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Now I'm in a very excited place because I've just finished a masterclass of the website all about cracking the code of the law of attraction. And I know I say this all the time, but it really is one of my favorite topics. I absolutely love it. And Richard, you've heard of it? I have. <laughs> I, I, know, I know a little bit about it, yeah. It's something that yeah. I uh, probably naturally started doing when I was young. But yeah, it, to me... Yeah, which is one of these lucky types that's a bit of a natural manifester. And I think it's the self-talk and the self-beliefs that you carry with yourself that kind of just makes things happen for you. Book now. But it's still in the ether, this idea of how we can channel our energy and the universe around us to bring to us our desires. So let's begin by discussing what is the law of attraction? What do we mean when we talk about manifesting? For me, it's always been... um... T- telling yourself something will happen or telling yourself you want something enough I, w- I would call it lying to yourself almost and then okay. that energy will then create that thing to come to you or that event to happen or whatever it might be yeah yeah and I think it is that and something that I like to discuss when I talk about this topic is that we are all expert manifestors the way we see ourselves the way we talk about ourselves the choices that we make create our futures in a spiritual sense yes the energy we put out is very much the energy that we get back from the universe but we'd also subconsciously in the beliefs we have what we believe our place in the world to be which could be anything from your cultural background um to you know what you've been told by your brother and sister when you're kids and that kind of thing so the law of attraction is about stopping this process being automatic and deliberately putting out what you want to see back. So it's shifting some of those things about your identity so that your place in the world is a place of an abundant, rich, wealthy person with a beautiful house and a great relationship and all these things. Okay, so you're saying then to to remove any negative thoughts or any negative statements to remove that, the possibility of that happening as well. So it works in the negative as well as the positive. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we keep telling ourselves the negative things or the limiting things is probably a better word because they're not necessarily negative, we're keeping ourselves as a person who. So I'm currently doing some tutoring with an adult learner who's gone back to do English. And she says to me often, you know, I was no good at English. I, I didn't get a grade at GCSEs. And I have to remind her that the difference between her at 16 and her at 38 is about 15 years. And to get across that message that you're not that kid anymore, you have common sense and things you've learned since then. But it's, it's a classic example, isn't it? Oh, I'm rubbish at maths because I was terrible at school. You know, people say that into their 50s, 60s. And you know, actually, when was the last time they tested that theory? So when we tell ourselves keep hold of these identities and a lot of the time it is subconscious we, we actually stop ourselves from breaking out of them and evolving oh that makes sense then because she's basically judging her capability of mm. doing something which she knows was a weakness then and it's still current now well of yeah. course it's not yeah yeah and you may be surprised to know that actually most of our understanding of the world and our place in it comes from under the age of seven 
So even though it sounds incredible, pretty much everything about who you are is decided by that age. And many of us don't really budge. And you can often see that, you know, people make the same income levels as their family. People repeat the same relationship patterns. If somebody, mm, yeah. you know, whatever they experience then tends to echo itself throughout their life. And you have to question, why does that happen? Mm, yeah, I've, I've seen that in, in friends and family mm. as well. Yeah, the, the same pattern of events good or bad do tend to keep happening yeah and that's because of why well i think it's partly energetic part of it's a belief that goes on in your head and what we think people like me can and can't do if the energy of the universe is a reflection of you in this moment then what you have to do is change yourself in this moment to make a different reflection. And what we do as humans is we don't do that. We we sit and think, I'm lacking this. I feel terrible because I don't have that. I should have this. I should have that. Mm. And actually, even if we move towards that thing and get a better house or car or whatever it might be, we're still feeling those senses of lack because actually in each of the present moments running up to that, we've just been wanting more and more and more and had this not enough complex, which a lot of people have. Right, so, so we need to change our point of view then to be able to change that pattern. We have something called a when tendency. And we have this the wrong way around, really. We think, mm, when I win when the lottery, yeah, when I get a new <laughs> job, when I get a dream man, everything will change. But it doesn't work that way around. You have to change and evolve first. You kind of have to up-level yourself to meet that thing where it is because it's unlikely to come down to meet you. Sometimes it happens by chance. You know, sometimes we'll meet somebody and we'll fall in love. And for the few months while we're in the honeymoon phase, lots of great things start happening in our life. It's because we've evolved, our emotion has lifted. You might have the birth of a child or a really great summer. But it's kind of these are all temporary. So it's your day-to-day state and your day-to-day belief and conviction that's gonna that's gonna make the future. Okay, so we have to change our perspective, but as you say, every day and what get a new practice in our in our head or absolutely how do we come out of that state yeah and i love that word practice because i think it works on two levels having a daily practice suggests that you're evolving yourself and you're evolving your energy but also practice makes perfect you have to practice mm. at it like anything else so the first thing to practice is starting to see yourself as a new person if you're saying i'm going to be the next richard branson but you don't even feel like you could compete with the greengrocer on the corner, then, you know, energetically, you're miles away. So it's starting to build your self-belief, starting to build your confidence. And there's a thousand and one ways to do that energetically. There's things like kinesiology and EFT, psychologically, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnotherapy can help you with that. And actually, sometimes it's just being courageous and having new experiences and building up faith in yourself by showing yourself yes I can do things and you know maybe maybe I'm not that person who's no good at maths and English anymore maybe I've um, come somewhere and recognizing that in yourself okay this this all sounds good so let's assume I want to change a career let's say Mm. Um, but I do have beliefs that are limiting me I suppose Mm. how am I going to go how am I going to get started on getting this new identity in my head Okay, this is going to sound like a really round-the-houses approach, but it's absolutely the most powerful way. First of all, you're going to feel good. You're going to get yourself in the headspace of being fun and light-hearted. 
when things are fun and lighthearted, everything is less pressure, we care a lot less, we have a lot more resilience. So the first thing you're gonna do is to feel good. Now that might be running for one person, it might be watching their favorite comedian for somebody else, it may be meditation, it may be spending time with friends, doesn't matter, just get yourself into a feeling good because actually your future is reflecting back how you feel back at you. And it doesn't matter if you have the best job in the world if you still feel terrible about it. Mm, so yeah. start with the feeling. Start to feel how you would like to feel in the future. And that will attract the job, the partner, everything else that syncs with that feeling. So it's more about the joy. It's more about the gratitude. And a gratitude journal is a brilliant place to start. And something I do every morning is write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. And let me tell you something, a lot of people who do gratitude go in at the deep end. They're like, I'm grateful for my partner, I'm grateful for the children that are no longer going hungry. And these things are great, but they're heavy, man. You mm. can be grateful for pizzas and pizzas. the TV show Friends and the band Metallica. Of course. And yeah, be light and playful with this. So for every 10 of your things you're grateful for, you write down, make five of them fun and frothy. Gratitude will increase your appreciation, will increase your compassion, will just make the day a little bit nicer. And that's your goal, actually, to make each day a little bit nicer, a little bit happier. And my kinesiologist that I used to go and see always said to me, Steph, you just have to choose one thought better. You don't have to go from depression to elation, but just think, what mm. is a slightly better thought than this? What is a little bit better than this? Small steps. And small steps to bring yeah. yourself up. So the answer to your question about getting a new job is first, start feeling better, full stop. Second is get really intentional. Know what kind of job you want. Know exactly what it looks like. And don't limit yourself with this. It's not your job to work out how it's going to happen. The universe is very intelligent. It knows. But okay. visualise and hold an image of that job. Now, it might be fairly vague. You might know you want an office job that you feel really confident in. So imagine yourself in a suit or whatever you would like to wear, walking through the doors of an office block, mm, smelling yeah. the aircon and the coffee and feeling great. And hold on to that intention. Even better if you can get really specific. So I'm a singer. That's one of the things I do. So sometimes what I'll do is imagine myself on stage looking really confident, having my own concert, just having a spotlight on and doing music and singing my own songs to the audience and everybody being enraptured. And, and I can feel the floorboards beneath my feet when I imagine this. And I can feel the aircon against my face. And I know how the mic feels in my hand even. It's, it's getting so precise that you could be there. You could describe it to a blind person and they would absolutely understand how it felt to be in that moment. Okay, so you're really getting in touch with the senses here as well. It's not necessarily mm. beliefs. You're actually mm. feeling what it would be like. Yeah. And that would help you feel better and good, I suppose, as well. The word visualisation is a very misleading word because when we visualise, we tend to think it's just images. But images are very surface level. Actually, to effectively visualise, or visioning as I call it, um, you need to engage all five senses, yeah? You need to think about what you can hear, what you can smell, what kind of perfume you're wearing. Engage every single sense. And if you can, even stand up with your shoulders back and in a you know, powerful stance. How would you like to stand? If nobody's looking, and even if they are, who cares? Walk around your room in the confident way that you'll walk around wherever that new job is. So absolutely engage all your senses. 
sometimes you'll do this and it's like trying on new clothes in a shop. You'll realise that you don't really like it. Mm, okay. And this yeah. happens a lot when we make um, goals based on what others might want for us yeah. or what we think we should do, what perhaps we've got pressure to do. And when we visualise that and really get into the senses, we'll know something's off. Like, this actually doesn't feel that good. So if you have that experience, that's totally, totally fine. Just step away from that and think about, okay, what else? And try a few things on like you would at the shop. You wouldn't buy the thing that doesn't fit you just because your friend said it looked nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're yeah. the one that's got to wear it. Um, so, yeah. So what exactly is stopping people doing this? Well, that's a great question, isn't it? Because, you know, The Secret sold six million copies worldwide and, and there aren't six million, six million millionaires worldwide. And that is because a great barrier to this is self-belief. And many of us deep down believe that we're not enough, um, we don't deserve it, we're not worthy, we'll get caught out. People like me don't have opportunities like that. And these things sabotages you know they, they really trip us up on the way and so actually doing the law of attraction well is addressing that stuff because you'll only get so far and you'll trip yourself up if that sabotage that inner saboteur is still mm, there okay. so yeah. it's looking back like why do i believe i'm not worth it and going through cbt for example and saying thinking what evidence have i got that that's true what evidence i've got that it isn't true and you'll come up with stupid things like when i was 11 Joe in class said yeah. that said that I wasn't as good as anybody else. Stuck with this all your life. You still got an issue with. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's not to say that you didn't feel bad and that you shouldn't, you know, honour the part of you that's wounded because, you know, absolutely, there's a lot of work you can do with inner child, but you don't have to believe it now. You don't have to believe what your mind is telling you. You don't have to believe your emotions because actually, what the brain does, mm. it just codes it as we experience it at the time as if that's gospel you know joe said you're the worst in the class and brain went okay that's gospel i'll always be the worst now we know rationally that's probably not true even if you were the worst that day it's probably not true that forevermore in your life you'll always be the worst but we but the brain kind of just logs it as a new rule it's using a method to keep reminding yourself I'm not that person that Joe said that to. And even if I was, Joe's talking a load of rubbish then and he's probably still is now, wherever he is. So, yeah, so we can all question the things that we say mm. Mm. as a habit sometimes or what we hear from other people where mm. if given just an ounce of thought, we will think deeply about it and think, actually, of yeah. course that's not true. But of yeah. course I don't have the biggest nose in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that word habit. And, um, you know, as I've said before in these podcasts, it's we take things on as an identity, as a certainty about us that actually aren't. They were habits or they reflected the skill that we had at the time or the age we were at the time. And it's not who we are. It's what we did once. Mm. It's not who we are. So, so being willing to break away from identities. And actually, that can be really tough because sometimes identities serve us. Yes. You know, the yes. shy person gets to feel safe because they don't push themselves out of the comfort zone and avoid ridicule and embarrassment. Mm. And that's not to say that if you decide I'm a confident person, you're not going to feel anxiety or embarrassment sometimes. You know, goodness knows I do. You know, the amount of times I've been on stage and thought, tough yeah. crowd. Um, so that you're not not going to feel anything negative, but it's, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow changes. 
So the first step is to convince yourself that whatever you're moving towards, um, you're worthy of. And that might mean you take smaller steps, you know, when you do a vision board and vision boards are great when you just cut things out of magazines and the internet and put them on a big board, mm. what you want. That means that you might not put the yacht. You might put the good quality family car. <laughs> That's a lot cheaper, but within I might put your a yacht. reach. I'm you might put it but well, like I said before, you're a natural manifest of it. Yeah. You can put anything you want in that bud. But for the yeah, but for those of us who you know <laughs> do have these limited beliefs, you might just aim a little bit higher. Mm. So you might just put a house that you would really like, but it's maybe you know fifty grand above your price range right now, or you mm. may go with a job that's just a rank higher, and you do kind of believe that if you really stretch, you could get there to start bringing yourself up gradually, and as you start mm. to find that these things begin to happen, you can increase that and increase that and increase that. Yeah, and, and going back to what you said earlier about small steps as well, so it can be a, something as simple as uh, I'm not going to make a negative comment on social media this week yeah. or I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk once a week, which is a very small amount, but then you might add five minutes or whatever. So just, mm. a, just a little bit that you can then work on absolutely and it's tiny daily habits like that that keeps your energy general generally good so remember Mm. that i said actually the first thing is to feel good Mm. if you're watching the news if you're on social media and there's a lot of negativity there if you're spending time with friends or colleagues who are constantly moaning that's Mm. affecting your energy that's bringing down your mood so you've got to have a diet from that stuff you've got to say actually you know what i'm not going to reach my full potential if i still let this stuff pollute me I've just had, had a bit of a diet from Facebook myself because I feel mm. like there's far too much mm. negativity on there. And just a week of not having that app on my phone, I feel mm. so much more positive, so much more peaceful. We have to be lighthearted. And there either has to be one of two things. You either have to be absolutely certain that this thing is going to happen that you want or not care. Right. Yeah. Now, I know that sounds silly. And actually, mm. the two can go together. Mm. So if you have fun with this and say, okay, I'm going to manifest a parking space, you probably <laughs> don't care that much if you don't. But the light-hearted spirit and the sense of fun yeah. and playfulness will most likely make that happen. Yeah. Noddy Holder told a story once um, that he was having his shoe shined by a guy in Birmingham Market. And this sort of funny-looking fella, he was shining his shoe, he said, oh, um, I won't be doing this for long because I'm going to be the world's num- number one rock star. And he said, oh, yeah, 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 sure you will. You know, good luck, lad. Five years later, who did he see on top of the pops? Queen, fronted by Freddie Mercury. And he said, I almost fell off my chair because I was like, oh, my goodness. You clean my shoes. That's the shoe cleaner in Birmingham Market that told me. And, you know, the rest is history, isn't it? So what Freddie had was absolute certainty. So much so that when he was a shoe shiner, he told a customer that that would be Mm. what he did with his life. So that's the absolute certainty side. So you could start manifesting things with health or friendships or social. You know, you can have them think, oh, I wonder if I can manifest the tickets to that cup match. And if you thought that was possible... Or well, manifest to the, your football team to get to the cup match in the first place. Well, there's a good. lot of people trying to manifest the same thing. And, that, yeah. and this actually, that's well worth saying, actually, Richard, <laughs> because the question often is with manifesting, well, why can't we all win the lottery? And it's like, well, because do you know how many millions of people mm. play the lottery? You've got like a fight yeah. in everybody. The chances are too thing. small, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but if you say I want six million dollars or pounds, because I'm British, 
actually then the universe can bring you that because there's many different ways to get mm. six and six million pounds that there's aren't winning the lottery. To win the lottery there's only one way to win the lottery yeah. yeah and again that comes back to the feeling if you focus on your feeling and how you want to feel whoa we've got even mm. more options to bring to you and you've got to kind of accept that this is higher power that i like to use the word universe some people like might say god or the angels or spirit or fate's destiny any of these big words if you accept that there's a higher power and you give this over to the higher power, then you have to accept that, you know, you are not as infinitely wise and aware as that force and mm -hmm. just trusting in that force. And a lot of people have that, you know, they call it faith. You know, I have, I have faith in God to figure this out for me. I have faith in the universe. I hand mm -hmm. it over to fate. And you hear people yeah. say these phrases, but that's a really powerful thing to do, actually. Mm. Yeah, well, even the non-religious of us, sometimes yeah. I know in the past I've kind of looked up to the sky and just said, world, universe, whatever, I, mean, I used to use world actually, Yeah. please world, help me do yeah. this, Yeah. Whether or, whether or not that happens, I can't mm. really remember, I just, I can hear myself saying it, yeah. but yeah, we're not talking about having a religion for this to work, we're talking about oh, having faith. Yeah, and I think 80% of people do believe in some power. I mean, and, and you've got to question the fact that even if there's nothing spiritual about this, if you had absolute certainty that you were going to be the world's number one rock star, your decisions would entirely change. Yes. Mm. You would take different training, you would speak to different people, yeah. you would get yourself out in front of audiences, you'd become more confident. The ways of thinking and acting, if you believed it was a certainty it was going to happen would probably be the things that propelled you very far. Mm. I love this phrase, shoot for the moon and you'll fall amongst the stars. You know, not mm. everybody can be Freddie Mercury, but people can have fantastic musical careers. And why not have certainty that you're not going to be the next rock star? Because that will yeah. propel you just from making better, more high-level choices um, so much further than you would have done otherwise. So just to kind of summarise, um, Law of Attraction is the energy that you have in the moment and which means the mood and the belief and the state that you're in will reflect into your future. So if you want a positive future, you need to get happy now to get more happiness then. If you wanna bring about a particular goal, focus on it, be really intentional, focus on how it feels and get the feeling right and then you can add imagery, sound, taste, smell, whatever to it to make it really strong idea that you're putting out there. In order to manifest fantastically, you're going to have to get past those beliefs about yourself not being worthy or not being enough. And for that reason, you can start small and make incremental changes with this. And there are two ways to get great energy for our attraction, and that's having absolute certainty or actually detaching from it and deciding, I don't care if this works or not, I'd like to think it did. And if you do one of those two things, and if you can't do one, do the other one, then actually you're going to see much better results. And also, I think we should mention that the course that you've just finished doing on this very subject, mm. which I've just done a test run myself, yeah. I can absolutely say it's, it's brilliant. I think people, oh, will, people will love it. I, I loved thank it. You. you will love it. So yeah. if you are interested... Yeah, um, and it's really all the ideas from this podcast, but just a little more detail, some exercises you can go through to help you with this, to help you really understand it and crystallise 
how you do it so it's more effective. And honestly, you'll hear in the course that, you know, I've been into this since I was 14. I've tried lots of different ways and had lots of different success with it. Do hop onto that. And I also have a hypnosis product, which is a fantastic hypnotherapy recording, which just gets you into that positive mindset, feeling good, imagining, visualizing what you want, and that will help you um, to do something every day to get yourself into the zone. So thank you for listening today. Please do get in touch and let us know any of the topics that you'd like us to talk about here. Uh, we love your feedback. We're here to keep you company and to help you and offer you some direction. So thanks again for joining us today. I'm Steph Clarkson. And Richard Mason. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you next time. Thank you everyone. Goodbye. Bye.